Hey guys, we're Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online for your business for less than $500 a month. We have been using the Workplay method to launch visual marketing strategies for businesses all over North America and Europe. If you are wanting to uplevel your marketing, we are giving listeners of the Workplay podcast an exclusive video bonus offer on their first workplace shoot for free when you DM us the word podcast. This offer is valued at $1,500. And again, we are giving this away for free. To claim this offer, go to at Workplay Branding on Instagram and DM us podcast to claim this exclusive free video bonus offer valued at $1,500. That is at Workplay Branding on Instagram. DM us the word podcast. Don't miss out. Welcome to the Workplay Podcast, where we deep dive into how to create a visual marketing strategy that actually moves the needle. Take a peek inside the minds of hundreds of Workplay members who have created successful visual campaigns that have generated millions in revenue. The photo, the video, it's not a substitute for having a brand story, having a coherent brand. It is an amplifier of the brand. And if you want to reach more people and impact more people and convey and communicate that message with so much more nuance and texture and power, emotive power, you need photo and video. Like there is no doubt. Hey, Scudder, welcome to the Workplay Podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to deep dive in with you about your visual marketing strategy. You are one of the best in the game at this, so I can't wait to go into it. But first, what is your business and how long have you been in business? I am a business mentor for female entrepreneurs. I've been in this business for now close to seven years, which makes me feel like such a grandma. But it's hilarious because when I started my business, I was like, I'm so late to the game. Everyone's already doing it. Might as well not even start that whole thing. But just such a testament to there is, I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. There's so, so much space. But I've been doing this work for close to seven years. And recently, within the last year, have really transitioned my business to focusing primarily on supporting mother entrepreneurs and women who are pregnant or trying to conceive, but really wanting to marry the worlds of business and motherhood. As I myself am a mom of two kids under three, and I'm also pregnant with our third. What got you originally into all of this, even online business and then straight into what you're doing now? When I started my online business, first of all, it was I moved to Bali in 2015, the tail end of 2015, and I did not know anything about the online business world. I came from an educational and academic background as well as I had a yoga teaching background, and that was actually what brought me to Bali. I went out for a 500-hour yoga and women's leadership immersion training experience. I met my now husband and baby daddy on the beach a couple of days later. It was like full on eat, pray, love story. You didn't ask about that, so I won't tell it, but it was pretty incredible. And that catalyzed a move to Bali and it totally was not. And then I started my like seven figure business. It totally was not that. It was more like, and then I had a massive identity crisis, quarter life crisis and was like, what am I doing with my life? Oh shit, I can't just get a waitressing job in Bali. 
nearly ended the relationship. It was like so hard. I ended up getting a distance writing job, like technical writing for an insurance software company. It was so boring. But in the meantime, living in Bali really exposed me to digital, like the nomad lifestyle and digital entrepreneurship. I started to meet people who were combining these really disparate skill sets and turning them into online services and courses and products and programs. And I'm like, I could do that. But it really took both sitting on the sidelines and observing and finally just getting so fed up with my own excuses. It took me more than a year of that to be like, I'm ripping off the Band-Aid. I'm hiring the support. I'm going to launch my business. And so when I launched my business in May of 2017, I branded myself as a radiant living coach. I was really doing more women's empowerment work, supporting women to claim their most radiant expression and step into that and live that wholeheartedly. And that really took off right from the get-go. I had a booming, I was making my corporate salary within the first month of my business, which I know not everyone gets to say, but I was really experiencing a lot of momentum. It was like two or three months after that, I quit my job, my technical writing job. I really had no net, no health insurance, no idea if it was just a fluke and it was going to all come crashing down. But I was like, this feels so good. This is a hundred percent what I'm meant to be doing. And what I started to notice is that in that more like life coaching, empowerment coaching space, I found that as my clients came out of the programs or out of the mentorship, they were feeling just so on fire and really hungry and ready to make some tangible changes. And they're like, how are you doing this as a job? And as I mentioned before, I come from an academic background. I went to some you know, prestigious undergrad college and got my master's at 23 and have always been really skilled at bridging the worlds between the spiritual, the woo, the esoteric. I fit right in with the crunchy, hippie, barefoot crowd, but also can hold it down and talk strategy and like hobnob with very successful people. And just bridging that gap is always an area that I've really enjoyed playing. Business coaching was a very natural evolution for me. And being trained as an educator, my my training and my background was in curriculum development, supporting clients to, or students to be able to like reverse engineer outcomes. And so breaking down how to build a business and how to do what I had done, granted, I didn't have a global multi-seven-figure business at that point, but I knew how to start a brand. I knew how to talk about marketing in a very basic way. And so that is how my business coaching practice kicked off. And I just fell in love with it. There has always been an energetic empowerment leadership lens to my work. And it just so happens that the the women that I work with are entrepreneurs, anyone from somebody just starting their business to CEOs of multi-seven, eight-figure companies. You described seven years as being a long time, but I feel like it's not that long, No, right? it's actually and, not. It's true. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago, but yeah, it also, right. it's not that long ago. I think that's what makes you so impressive. And something that I admire so much about you is that you understand this idea of visual marketing for your business. And it's clear that you invest your money into it So why do you think that having a visual marketing strategy 
gives you an edge in your marketing. It's so great. I love that you asked this and you will love this lyric. People ask me all the time, like, what was the first investment that you made in your business? And my very first investments were coaching. I hired multiple coaches first, but the very first team member that I hired was a graphic designer because I am such a visual person. I am like so creative and right brain in so many ways, but I have the visual skills myself of a kindergartner. <laughs> and so I was like, I need somebody that can take my vision and support me to bring that forward and translate it. And Toby is also a photographer. So I would do photo shoots with Toby. I had this graphic designer and that helped me. And I really think that was actually very supportive to the success that I had right out of the gate because it was like, wow, she's a brand. She's an established thing. She's not just posting ideas with a random picture of a coconut juice. She is, she's a real thought leader. And it's incredible what beautiful design and powerful photography, as you guys well know, will do to convey that. So I have invested in that from the very, very beginning and it has made a huge difference. And I think it is, it's really important. I know there's this whole debate in the online world of when do you need branding? When does it make sense to invest in branding? And for folks who are thinking that branding alone is going to make them successful, like that is where we have to say, okay, hold on, pump the brakes. Why are you making this investment? What are your assumptions about this? Just because you have sexy fonts and trending audio to branded B-roll, whatever, like that's not going to make you a millionaire. But when you have a really established brand that starts with a crystal clear knowing of who you serve and how you serve them and not just what your products and services are, but what is the movement that you stand for? Then when you bring visual branding in, you are able to communicate that in a, a much more visceral emotional way. I nerd out about this stuff because I'm a business mentor. Like my job is to support clients to make more money and to be more compelling in their marketing and all of the world. I know I'm preaching to the converted here lyric, but like all of the world is mar is visual marketing. Every single campaign we see, it's why I'm like, I don't even like Coca-Cola. That shit has high fructose corn, sy corn syrup in it. Why am I craving a Coca-Cola as I see these like 20 year olds in short jean shorts having this refreshing Coca-Cola in the back of a convertible because of visual marketing, right? You just described exactly why it is so important. And I like that you make the distinction because the photo is not going to sell the thing for you, right? It right. just amplifies the strategy that you're currently putting in place in your business. So if you don't have the marketing strategy, then you can't assume that the photo is going to do everything for you. So I, I appreciate that you said that. That was just such a perfect summary. It is not a, the photo, the video, it's not a substitute for having a brand story, having a coherent brand. It is an amplifier of the brand. And if you want to reach more people and impact more people and convey and communicate that message with so much more nuance and texture and power, emotive power, you need photo and video. Like there is no doubt. A hundred percent. Something that I have made a mission, at least this year for sure, is to get people out of this idea of we're no longer creating 
brand photos that are just you in a coffee shop. I don't think that's doing it anymore. So why, and, and you don't do this. So like, why not just go to a coffee shop and take pictures of you working on your laptop? What is the point of doing it in this really strategic way? And if you could touch on how you specifically do it in a strategic way, that I think would also be very helpful. Yes, for sure. I'm really happy to talk about that. So I did that. I did that for years, the coffee shop and photo, and let's find the random corner without some hideous cushions. And I think that maybe four or five years ago, that was fine. And to me, what does that communicate? Like you're pretty, you're, you have a nice looking cappuccino and you have a laptop or you have a computer, whatever. Cool. But when you're conveying the message of a brand, and I think this is where business owners, a lot of the self-concept of business owners, there's such an invitation to move from, I sell Zoom coaching or I sell a digital course to, I am an artist. I am a leader of a movement and I am here to evoke a feeling. And so every single photo shoot that I plan is planned around an evocative emotional feeling And it's also very strategically planned around upcoming launch events. So whether that is a free hype event moving into a launch, whether that is a paid offer or container, I am so clear and I do my shopping both for clothing and props and anything else that I may require for the photo shoot based on what I am specifically going to use it with. So I think the problem with generic coffee shop branding is There's no forethought or oftentimes there's not a lot of forethought. It's just, I look like a happy, successful professional, you know, having a coffee. And I would say that's fine, but what are you expecting that photo to do for you? In the most recent shoot, I was like, cool, we're waking up at four in the morning and I'm like taking you to a leech infested river so that you can take photos of me. And This is not, this is like the anti, let's get a donut at a cappuccino photo shoot. This is like, I am doing this shit for the art. I may or may not have leeches on me at the end of this, but the art is going to be exquisite. So here we fucking go. And it really is about like stepping into the role. And again, I mentioned this before. I love this shit. Like I feel if I did not do the business coaching, I would be a full-time creative director. There's no doubt about that because I love being able to vision the set, the scene, the the feeling behind the photos. And when you learn to cultivate that skill set as a business owner, it is just a secret sauce for your business because, and we recently just released that branding and I received dozens and dozens and dozens of messages from women being like, this is unbelievable. This And the program I'm speaking to is called Rebirth. And it was all about being submerged in the water and being reborn in your identity as a mother. And You know, we obviously did a bunch of other material together as well that we used in a recent launch. But that process for me, it's about knowing what I want to use the photos for. And really, I mean, if we're getting like super tactical here, especially with the workplay model, I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're either a workplay client or you're interested in becoming one. And their model is so incredible because you get them for an entire day. And so for me, I'm like, I am going to map out programs that I might be launching in six to eight months, but I'm going to get as many outfit changes, as many different sets lined up so that I can have this really rich artistic content to draw from, from all of these different needs and all of these different programs. And 
that is such a fun part of being able to work with a creative partner who can do the technical capturing and editing and delivery side when you as the business owner, the CEO, the creative director get to bring forward your vision into life. That's so good. And it's such a good way to think about it because a lot of times when you come to the table, not knowing what you're doing, that's when it kind of gets lost. That's when you revert back to the coffee shop because it's like, well, I work on my laptop every single day. I would really advise people to take a second to really sit in with what you are creating in your business and then go from there. You did a massive rebrand this year. Yes. (laughs) Massive. Can you take us through what was your thought process before, during, and after, and how did the method support you in that rebrand? As you mentioned, I rebranded my entire company. This was a massive rebirth for me in my business that took place and really was catalyzed and sparked when my son was born, which was about 16 months ago. And It was June, 2022, and I had built this really successful seven-figure business as a business mentor, but so much of my visual branding, so much of my messaging, it was still me in that I love supporting women to make money and build businesses, but it felt like there was just this gaping hole in how I expressed that. And in the ways that my marketing conveyed that. I felt that a lot of my marketing captured the like go-getting boss babe side of me, but to be able to capture almost this like more sophisticated, more grown up 2.0 version of what does that boss look like in her maternal power? What does that boss look like also as a nursing mom. And then frankly, just capturing so many other facets of my life, the homestead, the home life, being a mom of two, then getting pregnant. And so I really wanted in our rebrand, it felt like I needed a visual brand that would, that matched my new identity. And so engaged you guys. And we've had several photo shoots now, I think three since, and all of which have contributed to the rebrand. And I'm thinking specifically about our shoot in Paris and capturing those iconic shots at the Louvre. It was our last set of the day. We got so many incredible shots that day, but I really wanted to capture the full range in the full spectrum. And I'm just like totally seeing all these weird angles that you would get into to capture all the shots, whether it was literally stopping traffic in the center of Paris, or it was, you know, okay, and pick up the chicken, you know, to get the, to get the farm life home shots here on our property in Maine and working with you guys really helped me to capture that full range and that full expression of what this elevated brand has become. And so we rebranded from just my name to the millionaire mother, changed our handle, changed our web domain. So many things transitioned over. And because of both being able to capture so much material and having so many photo shoots throughout the year through the way that you guys work in the method, I was able to capture this solo trip in Paris sophisticated vibe and also this barefoot on my land with my family lying in the backfield, walking through wildflowers with my husband, all of it. We were able to capture all of it and weave it in really seamlessly and beautifully. And it's just been, I could not be more happy with the way everything has turned out. It's been incredible. 
that's one of the competitive advantages that you get as a member is you do get to capture all of it. First of all, you're getting a full day, but then these continuous shoots, you're able to capture all of it in different scenarios. You're a great example of going to Paris, going to your home. I, I feel like we've done a lot of different areas and you get this range in the process. A hundred percent. A huge part of your brand is being a mother now, right? It has been, but now it's really at the forefront. And we get a ton of concerns when people come into the process about being a mom and then also creating an authentic marketing strategy that involves their kids due to all sorts of personal reasons, a big one, privacy. Sometimes one parent doesn't want to show the kids. Sometimes another parent does. Do you have any advice for someone who does have being a mom at the forefront of their visual brand? How do you balance that piece of it? Or what's your take on that? Yeah, I love this question. And look, it is so personal for every mother and my views on this may evolve and change as our family keeps growing. But where I'm at with it now, my husband, first of all, my husband is way more private than me. Like the shoot that we did together was like the first shoot that I was able to get him to be. He's incredibly supportive in all of the ways, but he's not woohoo, another photo shoot this month. He's like, okay, let's do it. So he's a much more private person. And I think that the most important thing is having First and foremost, if you are in a partnership, having a really honest and open discussion with your partner, if part of what you're wanting to capture is home life, and frankly, even if it's just you and your kids, to convey that you are a mom of these children, are you on the same page? Because the last thing that we want to create is resentment or a marital or relational rift because things aren't explicit. So I feel like what starts as a branding conversation is actually about how do we communicate value-based things inside of our relationship. So that is 100% what I would say the starting point. And for us, I do show my kids' faces in, in my marketing. I do not, this is again, just totally my choice. I do not ever show or allow their, their voices to be heard on video. And for me, there's just so much weird AI stuff of like people being able to like capture voices and then play it back and be like, mommy, mommy. And it's just a way to get money. I mean, just like horrific stuff that is the stuff of nightmares for mothers. And so for me, I am fine showing their faces. I don't ever show their or allow audio to be heard of their voices, even though their voices are like the cutest things ever. So that is our choice. There's plenty of moms that I know in business, and this is a conversation right now among mother entrepreneurs who choose not to show their kids' faces whatsoever in business. And I would say, if that's the case, have a really honest conversation with your photographer. And this is an opportunity for both of you to get creative and plan sets. You could do a full day of photography with your children and not capture their faces, whether it is having them sitting up at the counter, having lunch, and you are facing the other way and you're with your partner. And I'm thinking of so many of the shots that we've done together where my kids, it's either their profile or the back of their head. There's so many ways that you can get creative and convey the visual message that you are a mom, that you have a full life, that you're juggling a lot, that you've got your hands full, whatever you're trying to convey in the mom photography and videography. You can absolutely do that without showing your kids' faces. And so I would say 
have the open dialogue with your partner, get really clear on what feels good for you at this moment, give yourself permission to evolve and change your mind as you go. But I would say get a variety of content and get some with their faces showing and just keep it for yourself. Like I am so excited. My husband and uh, Jack are going on a boys trip to Australia literally tomorrow. They're going away for two weeks to visit Toby's family. And I'm staying back here with Ella. And I'm so excited because one of the projects I'm going to work on is their toddler books, like their baby books and toddler books. And I'm so thrilled that I have these incredible photographs. I mean, I have selfies or whatever from my iPhone, but I have these stunning family photos that I get to put in there. Even if you are still deciding where you stand on using your kids' full faces or whatever in your visual branding, to have them for your family in and of itself is a tremendous gift. Oh my God, that's such good advice. And even like you can crop. There's so many things post that you can do totally. if you're undecided or if you change your mind later on. And just to think about, I mean, to get a little more nitty gritty and technical here, if we're talking about like B-roll videography or we're talking about even photographs that you might want to use for a carousel or something, but you have a text box that you put over the top, you could have your kid, you're holding your kid and he or she's leaning into your face or into your shoulder or whatever, but you have this text box, it's like blocking their face. So as you say, there's like editing stuff you can do post shoot, but you can also utilize those assets for so many different things as a digital marketer. On a more tangible level, how do you prep for your shoots when you yourself are expecting you have two little ones running around? What are tools in your toolbox that you have that get you organized and prepared? I mean, honestly, Lyric, my method is three or so weeks before the shoot, I start to think about the, unless it's like something I've been dreaming about and ordering clothes for, but after I get the kids down, I go on Revolve. I did rent the runway for years, but I live in Maine. It's not like rent the runway in New York or Miami. Like it's pretty slim pickings. It's not ideal. So I really love shopping for shoots, um, for outfits and stuff from Revolve because they have basically like two day shipping and their return policy is great. And so I often wear clothes and then keep the tags on and just return them after the shoot. So after I get the kids down, I'll like think through the different sets. I'll think through the outfits. I'll go on revolve.com. I'll buy a bunch of clothes. And then I'll think about like, I'm thinking for a recent shoot I did, I sourced more props for that shoot. Like I had to, I bought this enormous gold throne. I was like, okay, I need a T I need a gold tiara and I need a throne. Where the hell am I going to find this throne? Tried to search on eBay or whatever. I couldn't find it. I'm like Facebook marketplace. So I would say Facebook marketplace for random props. Etsy is great for things like thrones or what else have I got on Etsy? Random body suits for more artsy things, artsy props. Etsy is great, but I really love Revolve for clothing. So I start to think through all the tangible physical pieces. Obviously, if you have to rent a venue, that's something that you're going to want to think about. But I really like mixing up indoor and outdoor. So picking a setting that has both indoor and outdoor options Another thing that I do is create a Pinterest board. So you can link that in that Google Doc and start to get a visual aspect together to start to pull it all together. You can even do a couple of test shots and send them over to you guys, to your team, and sort of give them the cues of what you're going for. And that can get the whole creative team just super on board and locked in for what, you, what you're trying to accomplish during the photo shoot. 
you're also so good at embodying the thing, the product, the vision that you're shooting for during the actual shoot. Oh, yes. And so I forgot that part. You definitely need a playlist, definitely need something to get you in the vibe, in the scene. And don't be afraid to go all out. During the shoot, yeah, I am. I it is like an ayahuasca journey. I am not just here to chit-chat as a professional. I am here to go into the heartbeat and the essence of my crafts. And my loyalty is not to anybody else's comfort right now and being like socially whatever concerned. My loyalty is to this art. And giving yourself permission to kind of really transcend almost even yourself and go into full artist creative mode, that is such a liberating and expansive experience. So I can't recommend that enough. Oh my God. Yes. And you do it so well. You do it for other people really well too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you get four shoots inside of this process. Why do you think it's worth it to do it four times a year rather than two or three times a year in the traditional way that people, I know that you've been doing this very consistently for a while, but traditionally people don't do this on a quarterly basis. Why do you think it's worth it to do it? Oh my God. Well, first of all, the landscape is changing so fast. Visual branding you can do, I mean, sometimes I'm like, I did a shoot three weeks ago and I need another one. You can move through so much material so fast. That's why I really recommend planning so many different outfit changes and really getting the maximum out of each shoot that you do. But having four allows you to really play. First of all, I mean, there's just so many layers to that. It is the most incredible deal. You would literally be insane. I was like, are they forgetting a zero? Like what's, what is going on here when I first signed up for a work play? Uh, because it just, it's so freaking valuable. And, and what I love about it is that you don't have to feel energetically or mindset wise scarce in any way. It's not like I only have two, I have to be so, I have to like sacrifice or choose this or that. It's like, fuck it. Let's do all of them. Let's go to Tuscany and have one on the farm. Let's come down to Miami and go to Seattle, like wherever. And so I love as a creative, as an artist, it gives me the breathing space to dream into different sets and scenarios. And it also just allows for the volume of content and having a content library to pull from. And just be able to capture so many different things. And so what I think is so cool about that, and I think perhaps the reason, I don't know, but I would imagine that the reason some folks might get overwhelmed by that is because they're thinking more along the lines of like studio headshots or coffee shop lifestyle. And yeah, doing four of those for a full day shoot would get pretty boring and pretty unnecessary. But I feel like having four is such a beautiful creative challenge to think about how am I going to make each of these shoots their own thing? How am I going to make each of these shoots epic and distinct? So what is the art that I want to go into with each one of them? Think of it as your own little private mini branding retreat four times a year. How, what element, what aspect of yourself and your work are you going to let be documented and be captured? And I, I just love that so much. So there's so many practical benefits, but there's also a real creative and evolutionary invitation to having so many different opportunities to be captured and be seen. 
So true. And you said it so beautifully. It's sometimes hard to say that to people who are just kind of like stepping their toe into the workplace universe, but there really is this transformational thing that happens when you have this type of abundance in your visual branding. If you could give workplay members one piece of advice for going through this entire process, what would it be? Mm. Go all the way in play full out, let the expansiveness of the container, the four shoots of the year, the incredibly talented team, let that invite you to pull out parts of yourself that you previously thought you didn't have to express or you didn't want to express. This is such an opportunity for you to play and get creative. So I would say, step into the role of creative director, really take the time to, to craft the vision that you have for each of the shoots and step into the full embodiment of what you're here to bring forward. This, it has been truly hand on my heart, such an honor and a pleasure and a gift to work with you guys as somebody who is so distinct in their vision and very meticulous about how that's captured. I have been met and so much beyond by the work that your team has done and the way that you guys have been able to co-create really all of this epic work from our rebrand to a launch that's now brought in over $700,000 and just so much incredible stuff. It is just hands down so, so worth it. So go all in, play full out, let yourself expand into the creative director role and really let yourself be seen fully. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Kate. Where can everyone find you plus the work that you do plus all of this beautiful content? Yes, for sure. Well, come on over to Instagram. I'm at the millionaire mother. You can see so much of workplace, incredible work all over my page. Our website is themillionairemother.com. I also have a podcast the Millionaire Mother. Basically, it's all things The Millionaire Mother. But come say hi. I'd love to hear from you if you check this episode out on Instagram. And it's just such a pleasure, Lyric. Thank you for being so incredible to work with and helping me bring so much of it to life. This podcast is edited and produced by the Virtual Assistant Studio. This episode of the Workplay Podcast is brought to you by Workplay Branding, a visual marketing company invested in changing the way you create content online. In 2019, they revamped the Workplay method and have been using this exact process to launch businesses' visual marketing strategies all over North America and in Europe. Head over to workplaybranding.com to learn exactly how you can launch your visual marketing strategy and cohesive brand for less than $500 a month.